All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. Tonight, it's a huge one of international competition wrapping up for another four years. To celebrate the coming together through football, I have some special guests on for this special edition breakdown episode. Welcome, Erin True. Truex, true, whatever you want to call me. (laughs) From the Cleat Sheets podcast and Boston Renegades and the WFA, Alex Lilly, former GB player and coach, and back again is Red Hahn. And tonight we are talking, we are breaking down the final day of competition for the 2022 Women's World Cup. So let's get into it. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Aaron. I was so stoked when we got into contact about collabing on this world championship content. Your show was actually one of the first women football podcasts that I ever listened to. And one that I was researching when I was figuring out whether I should do this podcast myself. And it inspired me to kind of just get in there and get involved and host the show. So first of all, thank you for putting on such a great podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I don't know if it's a, it was so great. You were inspired or it was so terrible. You're like, damn, someone needs to do this better. I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> not even, not even your content is great. I mean, I love listening to the conversation style of it. And uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is grow the game in our respective countries. Erin, I'm going to let you introduce Absolutely. Alex. Cause it seems like you guys have a love hate relationship when it comes to football. <laughs> That might be accurate. <laughs> so Alex, uh, Alex is also chiming in from England. And I just want to mention that because she's so sweet to do this in the middle of the night to provide her perspective. But Alex has actually been involved in football and rugby for a few years. Anytime anything happens, I feel like in women's football, I am sliding into her DMs to <laughs> complain and bitch and try to figure out and make sense of what is going on uh, with football and what is happening but Alex has been playing for a few years now formerly of the offensive line Alex did you also coach the O-line or you coached offense yeah so I had um I coached the O-line um specifically um so I've done a bit of club stuff um was really lucky to coach with GB um I can't even remember what year it was because COVID seems to have kind of eradicated like two years of my life but that was at the European Championships um and kind of then stepped down from coaching and, and I've taken a bit of a break, but kind of getting back into it because of this world championships. Um, kind of nice. I think that, kind of a bit crazy, but really exciting. I think that I'm always, the, the hope for me was that so many women who have either left the sport finally, I mean, see the amount of attention that this world championships has got and just want to get back involved because that's what we need. And I think it's so awesome to have uh, so much of the football women's football landscape covered in this episode. I mean, it's a softy, softy moment for me, just seeing the enormity of our community across the world. Um, and Red, obviously you're here, but you don't get an intro because I've seen you more times this week than I've seen my partner. And I'm not sure if you counted as a special guest anymore, if you've done more than one or two episodes. So we have games to talk about, guys. There's been some big plays out there this series. What's some of your favorites so far? Erin, what do you got? I... I can't even overlook it. Uh, it's, I think we'll eventually announce the connection. Obviously she played for me with uh, the Boston Renegades. I'm in America. I'm team USA, but for the love of God, 
how can you not watch Ruth Mata take the field and just yes. be blown away by how she approaches the game and how she runs the football? So I, for me, I know we're going to get into players to watch, but for big plays, big moments, I think watching how she performed, particularly against Canada, I, I I'm so excited to watch it from afar and not be playing for Team USA because for the love of God, if I had to go up against that, I would be shaking. I would not know what to do, but I think um, she's going to be a difference maker. And so anything she's been doing, I've been been really excited about and have really enjoyed her just cutting through these defenses. I'm so glad you said that so I don't have to say that. (laughs) Alex has has the personal allegiance. connection with Ruth Mata. Hey, look, I mean, she's clearly definitely one of the best kind of, uh, running backs in the world. I mean, I saw the the kickoff versus uh, Canada where they did the special tricky, tricky, who's got the ball. The cameraman followed the fake and Ruth is here running with the ball, holding it behind her back. Never seen mm-hmm. that in my life. That shows so much confidence. I was like, damn, all right. But definitely you can see see how that she's one of the number one running backs in, in the world. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red, big plays. Favorite play so far? Uh, look, I was up until about two o'clock last night watching that USA-Finland game. Um, I didn't get completely all the way through it. I got through to the third quarter. Uh, that Finland, someone help me with the name here, the Finland running back. Oh my gosh. I love her. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a big back. Like I love big back. Stacey knows it. (laughs) Um, And just the way that the O-line was moving her down the field, it wasn't actually the scoring play that I love the most. It happened a few plays before that. And she took off down the right-hand side. Yeah. Just a great run. I thought she was awesome. And I just, you love to see a big back. You do. And to be honest, I was actually watching that Finland game going, man, Red's going to love this chick because she oh, yeah. just runs it straight. Uh, yeah, she's definitely impressive. Alex, favourite play so far? It, I mean, if you have to say something about Ruth, then that's fine too. But if you No, know, absolutely not. I was, yeah, no. Um, uh, obviously slightly biased, but I think that kind of the the pass from Sydney Green to Shiver Walker and then in kind of it was like four seconds on the clock. For Great Britain versus the Canada. Yeah. Yeah, the game winning touchdown. Um, obviously huge, but also with what went before in the game. So I think Sydney threw, was it three interceptions in that game? So mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, you know, to then come back and for, firstly for the coaches to have the confidence to be like, right, this is this is we've got four seconds on the clock, this is gonna be the play, we're gonna execute it and, and, and you're gonna win the game for us. Um, and then for her to come out and do it, and she's still only 25. Yeah, um, you know, she's been to a few major tournaments and faced quite a few disappointments and to come out and make that play, I was blown away. Really, really good. Yeah, they were mentioning that, was the... The that um that Sydney was only twenty four, sorry, Aaron, but then the backup quarterback's only eighteen as well. Yeah, so eighteen. Yeah, she looks good, you know. She's gonna be really, really good for the future. Yeah. That's the the urgency and the confidence I wish I had seen from Team USA during the Finland game. I feel like a lot of the passes from Brittany Bushman, who we know is a f- fantastic quarterback, all-star quarterback with the Texas Elite Spartans. I feel like they weren't going to that long, deep ball against Finland, and they were really forcing that run. Understandable. They have D. Scott in the backfield. They have Stephanie Pasquale, but they have such phenomenal receivers I, I feel like they pulled away too much from the past game. So to see it happen in that Great Britain game was really exciting. And 
like Alex said, to feel comfortable, even after through a few interceptions being thrown, feel like you can go back to that long deep ball and have the confidence in your quarterback. I think that's the type of play you want to see. And you, you want to see teams sort of stand up with when they, when the game's on the line. Yeah, definitely. You know, for me, you can't go past, you know, Casey Byrne rumbling into the end zone for the Aussie TD, um, last game against Mexico but to be honest I still I still can't get over the Mexico trick play very first play out of the gates just got off a plane and they pulled off this end around uh toss to flea flicker type pass I mean like I said uh, a sucker for a good trick play but let's go on and jump straight into the breakdown of Australia v Sweden it's do or die one game got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money this is what the greatest thing about sports is you play to win the game um not everything went to, <laughs> went to plan at all uh, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn man and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> guys sweden and germany sweden v germany was a defensive battle six nil to germany at the end uh you know i think in this situation, the Australian offense was lackluster last game and defense had to carry through. And I feel that that's going to be the type of game that we're going to be playing here also. Red, what, what's your thoughts on uh, on if it's going to be more of an offensive or a defensive battle? Look, based off last game, it looks like the defense is probably, I don't know, I, I think it's going to be a defensive game. I just don't think that the Australian offense has really gotten the momentum that we've wanted from them so far in the tournament. Um, So, you know, if we are going to get there, it might be grinding it out. It might not be that high flying sort of offense that we've seen in other teams. Um, Yeah. I definitely think it's going to be a defensive battle. I would love to see the momentum of those picks that came off in the last game. Uh, Hopefully that gives a little bit of a boost to our secondary. Um, and I'd love to see our D-line just engaging a little less and try and get in the backfield for a few more of those sacks. I, I would love to see that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, looking at looking at uh, the Mexico game, that the Mexican quarterback is an amazing quarterback, but she just had so much time, um, and that was mm-hmm. a problem. Erin, what's your thoughts on the Aussie team so far from what you've watched? I, I think they're a solid team. To be honest, I, I get more from that battle against Mexico just because I think Heather really has the potential to lead that team. I, I think being able to hang with trick plays and everything going on, I think there's something to be said for matching up against a team that has gone through so much adversity and you yourself also not being distracted by the noise. So it's easy to see, and I know we'll talk about it, everything that happened with Mexico taking planes, trains, and automobiles to get themselves to Finland. And all of that noise can really impact both sides of the ball and impact both teams. So I feel like being able to remain steady um, has been key for Australia. I just, I am biased. I love Heather Marini. She's a quarterback here in Boston. And I think that she has the familiarity and just the, the composure to be able to lead a solid offense. I don't watch their defense as closely, um, but I've heard great things and have seen great things from the offensive line. And I feel like if you can give your quarterback all the time in the world, that's really where the game is going to be won and lost. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, you know, we've mentioned Heather, uh, you know, we've, I've had her on the podcast before and we've mentioned her a couple of times in this uh, Outback coverage. And the, and the one thing that I said stood out for me was her confidence at looking at this game because she's probably the most experienced out of everyone at looking at 11-a-side football 
Um, you know, so it was just really nice to watch her have this air of confidence when she was stepping up, uh, stepping up against uh, Canada for the minimal uh, minimal time that she was on the field. Alex, you've played in a world championship game. You've coached. Both of these squads are trying to get a win. What are you going to be telling uh, both of them to motivate and fire up? I mean, it's a someone has to win, and whoever wins gets a first win out of a championship. So it's a, a first win in a nation, international competition. So it's a big moment. What are you telling them? God, that's a that's a tough that's a tough one actually. Um, when we when we went to our tournaments, and this is a this is a huge huge cliche, right? That it was kind of one game at a time. So. Um, you know, I think it must have been it must have been a struggle for both kind of Mexico and GB to come in and be like, look, we've prepared for this first game. And actually now we have to think about this second game and we've not we've not looked at these teams. We, we you know, we're not even thinking about playing Canada, for example. We're thinking about playing Mexico because we prepared for them. So I think we always really focused on um, that next game and just really honing in on, you know, how do we get a win out of that that next game um, and nothing else really matters um so much so that I mean this is the last game of the tournament which is awesome so they can really really go for it but so much so that you're kind of so focused on the next on that on that next game coming up then once once you win or once you lose whatever happens you're like oh oh sugar like life goes on after this game um so yeah it's just about really really focusing in um not getting distracted um yeah and just kind of having a just having that mentality that like this is the only thing that matters in the next 48 hours or whatever it is this is the only thing that you have going on in your life this is the only thing that matters um anything beyond that is relevant for the time being and just being having that laser focus Uh, because this is the only time that you can do it this is the only time you can be a professional athlete so why not take that opportunity and do it yeah definitely red what are the keys to success for the outback to get a win here Look, I think that they just need to, like Alex said, um, really focus in, but I I really think they need to let loose. Um, I think that the Aussies have the talent there. They have a lot of natural talent there. Like I would love to see with our linebackers, for example, they're making the right reads and then they're hesitating, for example. Um, So I really want them to let loose. This is we can all attest to that many things can happen in a couple of years. You never know if you're going to get back to a World Cup. I was planning on going back to a World Cup and I ended up going over to America. You just never know where you're going to be. So you never know when you're going to get back there. You really just need to let loose, be in the moment um, and trust their instincts. I know there's a lot of people on that team who are pretty new to the sport, so they really need to go off their sporting background and and trust their gut. Um, Yeah for a lot of these things I think we've just seen that there's a little bit of tension out there and that just needs to dissipate for us to have a really good game against Sweden like you said no one's none of these teams have had a win before in the World Cup that's just a huge game changer for us if we can get on the board and win this game it's going to be massive yeah Erin tell us uh I mean from a perspective of the outside perspective because you have no bias in either of this kind of game like what are you seeing as the keys to success for both teams here? I mean, I'm a thousand percent biased because of Heather Marini. <laughs> I'm, I'm like ride or die with anyone that plays for the Boston Renegades. But I, 
I think the game is won and lost in the trenches. I know I said it before, but I think if you're able to give a quarterback time in the pocket and get your run game going, uh, you're going to be successful. I was just pulling up the stats right here because with Sweden, I know that they haven't won. Um, they haven't won their game. They haven't won a game, excuse me, an in international competition, but to be blanked by Germany and I hate to say it, Germany is not a strong team. They just didn't really perform well. I think it's a little concerning uh, than to go and match up against teams, a team that has experience, has familiarity with playing a full four quarters of football. Uh, I just, I think it's going to be Australia all the way. And again, if you look at the games that have been played, Sweden to be blanked by Germany, Germany who got absolutely destroyed by Team USA. I just, I don't have a lot of faith. Uh, and I would love to be wrong in that, but I just think the cards are just completely stacked against them in this matchup. Yeah, Alex, from a, a I guess, a coaching perspective, what's the game plan for uh, for Australia or Sweden? Like, what would you be going out with like, as your strategy to help get on the board early and stay on the board for the rest of the game? Um, <laughs> I mean, my game plan is always just like... Um shove it down their throats I mean that's um it sounds awful but especially for you know for Australia and for Heather like you know I've seen her run that Boston offense and I know that she can I know she has that ability and and you know I know that she can command her players and she commands respect from her players and and um I mean I if I were her I would be asking them to step up and 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 really step on it from the from the um from the first whistle um and I think, you know, great point. I think leave it all on the, leave it all on the field. Um, uh, if this is your last game, this might be your last game you ever play um, at this level. Um, just go hell for leather, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be looking to shove the football down their throats um, in that, <laughs> in that first, in that, from in that the first, from, from first whistle, you know. Yeah. yeah, in the nicest way possible. We got to, this, <laughs> this is the game. This is That'd the game. It's that. controlled violence, right? Like this is the game, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Key players for Outback. Who are we keeping an eye on? Ooh. Uh, we saw Demizio a little bit quiet last game. They shut it down. I think Demizio is going to run right this game. Um, the way she runs the ball, the way she sets up her blocks, I think will be too much for, um, for Sweden. Um, who else do I think we're going to see? I'd like to see Cody get some action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Demizio more from a yak perspective, the yards after catch. I think Cody's your deep threat. She's she's going to be catching the ball. Um, may not be as much yak in that sense, but she might be the deep threat, for example. And then we've got Demizio with some of the shorter plays starting behind the line of scrimmage and, and busting them open that way. Um, yeah, I'd say it'd be our receivers uh, coming through. I'm not – we saw a bit more of the dirty run. Love a dirty run. We all – know that uh we saw that a little bit in the last game I just don't know if it's fully there I think we need to go um back to what was working in the first game to get some of those bust like big plays busting open um yeah yeah I'm gonna go with those two Cody and Demizio yeah nice you know I think it's it's a big game for the quarterback room I'm curious as to who's going to start whether they're going to start um Danny DeGroote Izzy Paholic or if we'll see the the great Heather Marini back there. But in terms for me, defense wins games. So DBs really need to come down hard in that alley. You know, Red said it before. We're seeing what we're seeing, but we're hesitating. We need to stop those runs 
early and for a loss if we can. Aaron, Alex, anyone sticking out from you from Team Australia to watch? Yeah, I think Demizio was a game changer against Team Canada. So I'm curious to see how she does after sort of taking um, not not a break, but definitely she was not the the force um, in that second game like she was against the the opening match against Canada. And similar to you, I am curious to see what happens with quarterback. I know I harp on Heather uh, because, you know, I'd like to see her on the field. I'd like to see her get more action. But at the same time, I think that experience in the room just it speaks volumes to be able to walk into a game and know that you're going to be able to sub in any one of three quarterbacks and feel confident in them running the offense. So I think that familiarity is going to be helpful. And again, the offensive line, uh, Casey. Uh, who we received a few comments uh, to the cleat sheets, Instagram, uh, really holding it down. So I, I know I'm very biased, but I think the offensive line. And then again, if Jordan's able to step up like she did against team Canada, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they, how they can perform. Yeah. Alex, anyone from you from the outback, you got your eye on? No, but I'm kind of more interested in, in who's going to step up from a Sweden point of view. Um, yeah, you know, you know, when we played, they were phenomenal in the European Championships just a few years ago. And the, the drop-off's been significant. So I'm really interested to see who's going to step up um, uh, for this game. You know, it's the last game they're going to play. Um, yeah, we've got another Euros coming up. So who's, you know, who's going to be that talent that, that we see in a few years' time? Um, uh, you know, who's kind of going to take responsibility for the fact that they've, they've not really fired yet. Yeah. Um, and take responsibility and, and, you know, make them the, the difference maker for Sweden. So that's what I'm kind of interested to see. Yeah. So I, I have to shout out one of my former Swedish uh, Sydney Uni Lions teammates, Victoria Lillyhook. She gave me the 411 on who we should be watching. Uh, number 95, Joanna Asper, Aspenberg from D-Line. She's a beast. Julia Olsen, 56, on the O-Line. She's going to be a key Hedwig Palucci, and I'm probably butchering all of these names, so I apologize. Safety, number 11, she plays a big game. And Ellen Luke, running back, number 23, key players for Sweden. Guys, score prediction for the game. Erin, what do you got? I am going to go with – I'm going to be very, very wrong. I already know. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in Sweden. I know that's terrible to say. I think they're going to put up six – I think Australia is going to be able to get their extra points. It's going to be 21-6 final score. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Alex, score prediction? Um, Yeah, so I was kind of in a similar place. Um, uh, I was thinking, I think, you know, we've spoken that it might be a bit of a defensive affair, um, hoping not so much, but I was going with um, 13-6 to Australia. Yep, nice. Red? I am thinking, um, I really want to see a few people get on the board. So I'm thinking 21-3. I think Sweden might not get over the line, but maybe uh, put some points up by field goal or something. Uh, yeah, I, re- I really, I, this is me wishful thinking. I really want to see us get a couple of touchdowns there. So uh, yeah, 21-3. Oh, very good. Yep. I think it's going to be tight. Uh, and I'm going to say that the Outback pull it off, but it's going to be a defensive battle. So I'm going super tight, going with a 14-12 score line. Mm. Now onto the main event, the gold medal match between GB <laughs> and USA. Aaron, Alex, is there any love lost here in this matchup? 
So oddly enough, I'm rooting for Great Britain and Alex is rooting for Team USA. <laughs> I'm packing my, my Team USA soccer shirt to go over. Wearing the um, there's, I mean, there's not a lot of love loss. I just, these teams haven't really faced off against each other. I know I've talked about Ruth uh, and the phenomenal running back that she is, but I just... I don't know what to make of this game because I feel like where Great Britain has struggled, Team USA has the potential to really capitalize on and then in turn shut down the strengths of Great Britain. Um, I personally, I want it to be more of a matchup of what we saw against Finland. I think Finland really answered strongly. Uh, They were obviously pretty pissed off um, by some what I would say questionable tactics by team USA, Um, but I hope that great Britain has the same sort of fire and kind of chip on their shoulder, but I don't know that they do. I think, um, I mean, we'll get into it, but I I think you're absolutely right in saying that maybe GB's weaknesses um, are going to be team USA's gains. I think we saw, we saw Finland, uh, Finland play so phenomenally well against USA, right? I think we were all a bit blown away at the end of that first half. Um, and what I loved about it, um, and you know, I've obviously you've you've known me for about half an hour, but you'll probably know that I really like it when um, they run the football down people's throats. Um, that's what they did so well, um, you know. And uh, Finland's O line, I've always been a huge fan of. Um, they're like they're like they're like robotic, like they're incredible. Like if you watch them run outside zone, it's like poetry in motion, right? Um, and they are fantastic, um, and they did their job so so well um and and you know I think from what we saw from the from the Canada game I think that might be an area that you know GB might need to kind of uh not go back to the drawing board on but just look and see how they can make some improvements because I want I want to see GB doing exactly what Finland did and I know that they have the ability to do that yeah yeah look let's look at team USA first red you recognize um, a fair few of those names from the team list. Some of you remember very well from the time in Mississippi, mainly the eight players from the Texas elite Spartans out of the WNFC. From what you've seen from the USA, obviously you watched the game last night. Is this a team that's winning gold? Oh, I personally, <laughs> look, I, I think they showed a weakness. I, I honestly do. I think that, that Finland exposed them and, what we saw last World Cup in 2017, Great Britain had gone from playing, I think, eight aside and they jumped straight up and got a bronze medal, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. They still play um, seven aside right now. So, I mean. So we, yeah, we play seven aside and we yeah. got to the bronze medal match and we're beaten by Mexico at the World Championships. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought there was a lot of tenacity last time. I think we're going to see it again. with Like Finland drew blood. Great Britain have to be sitting there going like this is this is possible they've got to smell the blood in the water they've got to go for it and again you never know where you're going to be in a couple of years time they may not get a shot at this again um so I think they really need to go hard I think from what I was watching last night and I mean I mean this respectfully I think that Team USA thought their D-line was a little bit better than it was I don't think they were ready for what Finland gave them. They were getting manhandled, and I've never seen that before. Even, like, I saw, like, receivers pancaking corners. Did you see them going flying? I think it was, like, number eight from Finland was just throwing people around, and she was a small girl. So I don't know that many of those women have been pancaked before. Um, So I don't know. I think that 
Great Britain are definitely in with a chance. I don't know that this is, you know, maybe this could have gotten the wind up of them and maybe USA are going to come out and just flog everyone now. But, um, yeah, I'm just not convinced. Yep. Erin, USA faced adversity for the first time ever, like ever, Mm. ever against Finland. How would the team, like from your perspective as an American, do you go, well, F them, we're going to go and run it down their throat and show them why we're the best team in the world? Or do you go, hmm, let's kind of use this as a humbling experience and learn from our mistakes? Like what's the attitude that Team USA is going to come in with this? You know, I've had, I've sort of let my teammates, Boston has eight players on uh, Team USA. I've let my players and my teammates do their thing. I haven't really picked their brain too much. I want them to stay focused and not, you know, deal with my pestering questions. But for me, the way, before we even talk about after the game, I look at what happened in Finland and Team USA looked shell-shocked. They didn't even look like we're getting a slow start. It looked like we're supposed to be the best this isn't how things are supposed to go. What on earth is happening? It looked like they didn't know what to do. And if you look at it, Team USA has eight players from the Boston Renegades. They have eight players from Texas Elite Spartans. I think the DC Divas are another prominently represented team. The majority of that team has never experienced losing. And the all of them have never experienced being behind in international competition. So for me, it took them way too long to sort of work out the kinks. That sounds a little ridiculous considering they were able to pull out the wind, but I just, I look at that and I think you have to have a very humbling come to Jesus conversation of, Hey, we're good and we have the talent, but we can't be overly confident. We can be confident, but we can't be complacent. And I personally saw a lot of complacency in team USA in the Finland matchup. I, I don't know what was going on with the offensive line. I believe they're, one of their linemen was injured. And so they were subbing some people out, but their line has been so dominating and they were not able to give Brittany Bushman the time that she needed. Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier, but the passes, things weren't connecting and just offensively to move away from giving the ball to Deja Scott, who's a phenomenal running back. I just, I feel like there were things that were being forced that didn't need to be. And then defensively, I I feel like there just wasn't a lot of trust that was happening. I hate to call out specific players by name, but I look at what was going on with Angie Wells, who's uh, in the backfield and she's a phenomenal player. She's a really, really great, uh, you know, DB and can really shut down a defense. But I think she got called for one pass interference and that was lucky. She could have been called for three or four more. I mean, it was just a lot of getting beaten or taking down the receiver and not trusting that you have someone like Shantae Bonds in the backfield to come help out. So it felt like when push came to shove, everyone got a little scared and didn't really trust the program, trust the process, trust their teammates. And it took them way too long to sort of figure things out. And again, I say all of that, they were still able to pull out the win, but I look at that and think, how did it take you three quarters to figure out what you needed to do? Yeah, true. Just, just quickly. I mean, I, I, I was just wondering if, I mean, I might be wrong, but I was under the impression that team USA had only really had one joint practice together before this tournament. And I, I really wanted, like, going into this, uh, you know, I was like, can a team really come together and understand how each other's how each other works and and play for each other in the way that you would want a team to? 
um, with only having just one full team practice. And I think maybe we saw a little bit of that um, on the field. Um, I mean, USA is a very large country. Um, so I completely understand why this happens. But you look at Team GB and they've been playing as a unit um, from, you know, a large squad all down to a practice squad to then, a you know, a traveling squad, probably for about nine months. Um, and then you see Team USA, who they were selected quite recently and have only really had one team practice. Um, and I think there was an element of complacency, but I think there was just an element of not being prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting for you to talk about Great Britain because someone who has made a difference on the field, number 15, um, Stephanie Pasquale, who played for the Boston Renegades, talk about announcing the team late. She wasn't even selected. She was basically one of the alternates. And then they lost Grace Cooper and Destiny Yarborough from the um, Minnesota Vixen of the WFA and Texas Elite Spartans of the WNFC, respectively, two big losses. So for her to come in and she's been a difference maker, not only on blocking on the outside edge, but those really quick passes, those screen passes. So the fact that she's such an integral part of your office and she offense and she was quote unquote a late addition really speaks to just how much this team is sort of thrown together and expected to compete and perform at a really high level in a way that they can't build familiarity like some of these other teams can, like Great Britain can. Well, I think they can take confidence from that because it's about having, I think you said before, it's about preparing for this game and, and removing that complacency, but they can have confidence in the ability that they came in here with not very much preparation and did eventually pull out a win, you know? So mm-hmm. they need to just refocus and have confidence in the abilities that they do have. Um, rather than in confidence in what the name Team USA, right? Which like that, if you're called Team USA, that's automatically a win. You're going to win a gold medal. That's that's what comes with the territory. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, let's let's move over to our shared love of the monarchy with uh, Team GB. <laughs> Stunning win over Canada in the semis. They got some momentum. Alex, do you, I mean? Let's lay it out here. Do you honestly think could they be the underdogs that Pip? the USA at the post like is it is it possible is it possible yeah it's absolutely possible I think um is it probable what I don't want to do is get my hopes up um is it possible yes um I think there's a long way to go for them um I think it has to be the perfect game um you know watching them play the other day I think there's big areas for improvement which is great right? Because they beat Canada and they can still get a lot better. Um, they need to be way more disciplined. Um, I think we saw way too many penalties um, from, um, I think, the offence especially. Really easy, you know, um, full starts, things like that, that they can just clean up. Um, and I think once you start to remove all that from the game, from their game, um, and once they can kind of begin to unlock um, that running game a little bit more, um, I think we could see a really competitive game. Um, I think they could push Team USA if they execute. I think it's going to be a little bit of a matchup of offensive lines, to be fair. I mm. mean, both, mm-hmm. both, both offensive lines have a lot to show and a lot to prove because they both have excellent running backs in the backfield. I mean, and, and if they're not going to step up, then, you know, it's going to go to a defensive battle again. And then I personally think that, Team GB's defense is, you know, 
all the way up there right now being led by uh, Phoebe Schechter. You know, she's just got so much experience and that secondary is, they're rough. Like, you know, yeah, it's, not, it's not just the Phoebe Schechter show, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're a fantastic group of players. They've got a lot of um, new players coming through as well um, that we saw kind of off the back of the break. Um, defense really, I mean, they, they won that game for them, right? Um, they they played out of their minds. They were fantastic um, against Canada. Um, to, to limit um, that Canadian offense um, in the way that they did was really impressive. To, I mean, it blew my mind that we got a turnover and then we got another turnover. And then there was another turnover and I was like, they are playing out of their skin. They, they played really, really well. And you're right. I think it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be what offensive line can, can do, can do the better job because um, that, that GBO line is filled with talent. Um, but we didn't really see it um, uh, against Canada. Um, and, you know, I, I just think the possibilities are endless once you unlock Ruth Matter. You know, if you can, if you can have Ruth Matter and Siobhan Walker, who's phenomenal, by the way, um, really, really talented out of the backfield as well. Um, uh, uh, and then you've also got your kind of weapons like Jess Anderson. Um, I, I think it would be a really exciting game. And I, I think, you know, I think GB can put up some numbers. I think it's going to be good. I mean, key players, key players that we should be watching out for on uh, both teams. Aaron, uh, Team USA, who are we keeping an eye on? If I'm Team USA, I am building on the last two games and I'm relying on Stephanie Pasquale a lot more. Number 15, uh, you know, she's great on the pass, running up the field, just sort of dropping her shoulder and going. Very similar to Tuti Kusinen from Finland in my perspective. But if you watch her, forget about the O-line. She is getting pancake after pancake, handling Mm -hmm. the edge as a receiver for some of that outside blocking. So I would definitely keep an eye on her. Uh, And then... Deja Scott, number four, another phenomenal running back. I think she's sort of, we've heard her name a lot, uh, but I think we'll see it again. And then I would also keep an eye on Lexi Floor. I I think Brittany Bushman was not really able to connect, especially on those deep pass plays against Finland. I think that they're going to try for a little bit more against Great Britain. I would love to see um, Lexi get some snaps. Uh, She's obviously a receiver for the DC Divas. And then just switching to the other side of the ball defensively, I know, um, 92 her name's escaping me but she plays for the Washington Prodigy I think she struggled a bit and I think she did really well in that opening matchup against Germany but we've said it earlier the defensive line from uh, Team USA really has to step up and I just I want to see the communication more in the backfield I know Angie Wells she can really shut down the backfield uh, but I don't think that the communication was really there and so I'd love to see her um, really step up and show that the last game against Finland was a bit of an anomaly because I feel like when her and Shantae Bonds are working in sync, um, game over. Yeah, Alex, key players from Team GB. Obviously, we're going to be looking at uh, at Ruth Matter. Phoebe Schechter, I think, is going to play a big game. Sydney Green's going to have a big game. Uh, anyone else we should be watching out for? Yeah, so, well, I think, I think Siobhan Walker had a fantastic game against Canada. I think, you know, I think she's kind of Ruth foil in a way where, you know, I think... Ruth absorbed a lot of pressure in that game um, and it allowed for Shiv um, to really show what she can do. Um, and she did, I think she scored two touchdowns, right? Um, so I would, I would definitely watch out for Siobhan Walker. Um, 
I think also I've mentioned Jess Anderson as well. Um, I think she's that kind of um, uh, that safety valve for Sydney a little bit. Um, she always manages to find that kind of sweet spot um, in coverage. Um, and I think, uh, I think Sid will look to find her um, as much as she can. Um, I think on defense, you know, we've mentioned Phoebe Schechter and I think, I think Phoebe will be key because I think, you know, Erin uh, mentioned Lexi floor. And I think um, this is what I'm going to say this, but this is a big floor in our game is we do play seven aside, right? So GB play seven aside football. We don't really pass the ball deep in, in our domestic game. Um, so when we get to international level, um, we we get we saw it at the World Championships four or five years ago. Um, you know we got we got burnt deep by Canada um, multiple times because we don't have that expansive game at the domestic level. A lot of the players, um, their first ever eleven side game was against Canada. They didn't even you know they've not really even had a proper scrimmage. So I think I think that secondary will be key. That will be a key battle for us. Um, that maybe we're, we're kind of going, it's all on the O-line because, oh, you know, we love O-line. But actually, I think that will be a really key battle. And I think if Team USA can kind of unlock that, um, like Erin said, I think, you know, I think that's going to be really key for them. Um, but I think beyond Phoebe Schechter, I think looking at players like Rachel Moody, um, I think she got a couple of tackles for a loss. Um, she's 35, a linebacker out of Edinburgh well, Wolves. I think, um, what's her name? Pardon, sorry? The other safety, number 35. She got a pick. What, Lucy PT? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, thank God. Uh, yeah, Lucy PT, <laughs> phenomenal young player. Um, uh, also plays rugby, um, um, can tackle anything. Um, and, you know, and I think we're, we're undersized as a team, but I would not underestimate those, those women. Um, you know, they, I think they will match... I think they will match Team USA physically. Um, and I think one other player to watch, and she is my favourite player on Team GB, hands down. Uh, I say this all the time, hopefully she won't listen to this, is Becky Martin. I was going to give a shout-out to fellow Aussie, Becky Becky. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Becky Martin, um, defensive end, just an absolute workhorse. Just just works so, so hard. She will She will keep plugging away and she will play and she will play um uh a bit like Kadoni really um and she will just consistently get results for you and she won't shout about it um so I'll shout about it she's amazing um so one to watch one to watch because she won't make you watch you've got to watch out for her oh I love that oh she's gonna love that too <laughs> guys let's do let's wrap this up quickly score predictions what do we got I love an underdog, so I think Team GB is going to get this one in one of those magical movie moments, end of the game. Could be a field goal, could be a safety, could be something insane happen. That's what I'm hoping for. Is everyone else on the same page? Or Erin, thoughts? <laughs> I think you don't catch Team USA sleeping twice. And as much as Finland exposed some things, I think Team USA is – looking at that and almost taking it like a loss and is going to unleash a hell of a lot in this upcoming game. I would love to be wrong. Um, I think the defensive line, I think Great Britain's offensive line is not up to snuff. I think the defensive line is going to have a field day. 
I do think Ruth is going to see the end zone a few times, but I think that this game is pretty much decided. Um, I would put Boston, well, Boston, excuse me, Team USA. (laughs) There's two Boston players. Uh, There's Boston players on both sides, excuse me. Um, I would put Team USA in the high 30s in terms of scoring, and I would put Great Britain somewhere around 14 points, unfortunately. And I would love to be wrong, but Again, after what happened in Finland, I think Team USA is pissed off uh, and they are going to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Red, what's your thoughts on this one? GB or is Team USA going to make it four straight? Uh, I am split. So my head is like Team USA. So the way, the way that I see it, the closest I've come to Team USA really is Texas. And we saw Texas, they, we, like people drew blood, Mississippi even drew blood against them a couple of times, exposed some weaknesses, and then they came out and just smacked everyone. Um, so I feel like some, like that just really, uh, if you chink their ego a little bit, they're going to come out after you and they're going to prove a point. I don't know whether the expectation now that Finland have done so well, there's a bit of expectation on Great Britain right now. And I don't know if that will get in the way. Um, yes, they're an underdog, but there's a lot of people chirping about it right now, and that could be very distracting. Um, I think if they if if they do it, they need to come out early and score because it's almost impossible to come from behind against Team USA. Um, and then to be able to hold it for for the four quarters is something else. So my head says similar scoreline to Erin. Team USA is going to be up around the forty mark. Great Britain might get one or two on the board. My heart says maybe we can sneak in there for a you know, two touchdowns to one or something, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Alex, the deciding vote is with you. Well, I mean, it's not a deciding vote because everyone except me has gone Team GB right now. I mean, Team USA right now, but your thoughts? Please be on my team. Um, well, I know that someone from the Boston Renegades is going to win a gold medal. Um <laughs> That's all that really matters. As long as someone from Boston wins, <laughs> all that matters. that's all I uh, care about. I'll pack a Boston t-shirt as well. Um, Please do. Are you going to the game? Sorry. Quick yeah, aside. I'm fine you tomorrow. Are. Oh my goodness. That's going to be awesome. Ruth yeah. is my, Ruth is my travel buddy for Boston away games. So that's why I'm very biased to Great Britain. But anyways. Well, and, and me, me too. But I, I think, I think realistically it's going to be a Team USA win. Um for all the reasons that you've mentioned and also for the fact that they, they just, they should win. They should win this game. Um, uh, they have so much depth. They have been playing the game for years. They have a huge amount of talent. They should win this game. Um, and if they don't, they need to have a good look at themselves. Um, so I fully expect them to get the job done. Um, uh, my head, funnily enough, was around the kind of like the 36-9 mark. 36 12 um i'd like to see us get on the board um but i think you're right i think we have to do it early otherwise i think we will will end up believing that we can't do it um so yeah i mean i'd love to see gb win but um yeah i'm definitely going for team usa on this one nice all right guys Let's wrap this up with our final segment tonight. It's a fun one. Well, Stacey, what are you picking? Oh, I said I said I'm going GB in a magical movie. You are. Okay. But do you have a score? Do you have a score score? prediction? Score, I'm going GB by one. Like, it doesn't get much closer. (laughs) You know, maybe maybe like defensive battle, 13, 12. I don't don't know. Like, but that's... that's Or they 0-0 and someone's... 
<laughs> zero zero score someone scored safety and then they there call it a day yeah that's it that's it <laughs> guys let's wrap this up with our final segment of the night rapid fire this is a fun one hey we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things what you need to know tonight your apologies to matt damon we ran out of time for him tonight we'll get him on the air again soon oh my boss is singing closing time maybe that's what you're doing. Yes, rapid fire, Erin and Alex. This is short, sharp, and sweet. And since you guys are the international guests, I wanted to play a game with you. Name the sport that these Australian teams play. So I'm going to give you guys the, the team <laughs> I'm name. I'm such an idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to give you guys the team name, and you have to guess what sport that is. So the Wallaroos. What sport do they play? Cricket. No. <laughs> Uh, Aussie rules. No. Oh wait, do we both? Do you both go? Yeah, you both go. Both go. Okay. No, both wrong. Wallaroos are the Australian women's rugby team. Really? Yes. I just call them Australia. Yeah, that's fair enough. The uh, next one, the Stingers. What kind of what sport do you think they play? Lacrosse. No, I was okay. I'm not going to go with lacrosse. I'm just going to say cricket for everything. Do y'all play cricket out there? We, we, we definitely do play cricket, but no, the Steers are our national water polo team. Next one's a fun one the drop bears. What sport do the drop bears play? Basketball, uh, log rolling. Oh, log rolling. That's excellent. No, national Quidditch team. Funnily enough, the Australian oh, drop bears. That should totally be like the national skydiving team or something. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> True. True. Last one, the Barramundis. I thought but, this was going to be like stuff that I could get. That's volleyball. Um, volleyball close. It's a type of fish. I mean, it doesn't actually necessarily mean anything, but I just thought it's Barramundis. It's type Is of it the swimming team? No, they're the dolphins. The Barramundis are the national Australian <laughs> ultimate frisbee team. It was all designed to mess you guys up there because, you know, whenever we talk to international <laughs> guests, they're like, yeah, it's just Team Australia. Yep. Yep. Guys, oh it's been gosh. an absolute pleasure. I know the Wallabies <laughs> and that is it. Guys, I only knew one of them, so it's it's fun. Yep. So that makes me feel a little bit better. You have to mm-hmm. understand my only understanding of Team, not Team USA, of Australia is the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, Our Lips Are Sealed, where they were in the witness protection program and they were sent to Australia. So... <laughs> Again, well, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm an glad idiot. We, couldn't, we could use a second to enlighten you a little bit about our, our Australian team nicknames. Yeah. Guys, it's been an oh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show and chatting with us. The world in football is amazing, is an amazing thing. And so many of the girls playing today will take them, take these moments and this community with them forever, regardless of the scores. Football is the real winner here. Erin, Alex, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Fred, again, thanks for joining us. No problem. You can catch all the action from the Outback Sweden game in the link uh, in the our Instagram description. Uh, I will update that when we get it. 5 p.m. Sunday. And the gold medal match is a late one for us over in Australia. 2.30 in the morning, Monday. But it's going to be worth it. Catch you guys for the post game with our usual mojo panel. Until next time, let's go Outback.
You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.